Hello, my name is Nicole Grimm. And I'm Ben Rocky. And this is Mayhem and Misfits, where we take a fun look at business gone awry and the systems that save them. Today, we're going to talk about when small businesses make use of innovation. Yeah, innovation is for everybody, especially small business. Ooh, they can really take advantage of it. So yes, please. It really is a fundamental advantage of small organizations. They have the agility to move and stop and change directions faster than larger organizations can. When it comes to technology and innovation, small businesses are really poised to gain advantage over the big business because they can experiment, play around. They have a smaller workforce. They can see the benefits or needed adjustments right away. And they have centralized leadership, so they can really make these decisions and really get those wins out of technology that's really at our fingertips. It's not out of reach of them today. A lot of times I say that it's like when you have a large organization, it's like turning a huge ship, like a cruise ship. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. It takes a while. In a small organization, it's almost like turning a dinghy, but hopefully the size of your organization is matching the size of the boat. (laughs) (laughs) But in that case, it's really easy to turn it on a dime versus not. Yeah, that's a good analogy. When you think about, you know, the complexity of trying to move a big ship versus uh, a, a small, a small ship, a small boat, a dinghy where you have so much more control. Right. And you can pack a ton of technology into this little dinghy these days everything comes packaged together with many subscriptions and there's tons of tool sets out there that are much more affordable with the cloud and all these other fun words out there you don't have to have a huge team that installs servers and you know pulls cables and runs all these things those days are past us yeah it's it's an interesting dynamic that so many of these cloud services were about creating and building something for large organizations, but who's really benefiting are the small organizations because they're getting access to the same kinds of tools a large organization is using. Right. Those cloud providers are having to spin it up anyway. So now if you want a smaller size of pie, then we have a product line, a price point, uh, any of those kinds of things that is tailored to those small business, even nonprofits, can get access to these things. Yeah. They have nonprofits programs and the sky's the limit really on what you can do these days. Yeah. I think the there's another version of the story that talks about, you hear a lot in the trade magazines and business magazines, you'll hear things about technology adoption, you'll hear things about digital transformation, and there's these conversations around large businesses trying to make the turn from who they were before to how do we take advantage of these new tools like AI and uh, predictive predictive analytics and business intelligence? We know how do we bring those into our fold and how do we change our work habits? So we're collecting the data and creating the data and using the automation so that we can take advantage of these these tools that come with these technology adoptions or changing how we work to 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 meet the digital transformation and. There's a whole workforce that's there to help large businesses make that change because it requires changing the mentality of 
staff and managers and how things work. And it could be a very expensive, very expansive multi-year process to make these changes. But small business, if they want to make these changes, if they want to take on these challenges, because there's so much less mass, it's so much easier to make those adoptions. Exactly. Many of these adoptions, as you mentioned, have to do with people and process. That's the biggest thing. The technology is already sitting there ready to go, if you will, right? Right. These days, it's really a configuration way, which is really just pulling the levers that are available to you on or off in different sequences to get the systems to do what you want to. So the days of programming every line and having staff to do that, or even, right, as I mentioned before, pulling in servers and running cables and creating a server room and air conditioning and backups and blah, 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 all this stuff is past the necessity these days. So in this case, all you have to do is log in. Yeah, that it's almost that simple. Pay, pay for the thing you want and start using the thing you want. Right. So that people and process part is still in there. In a large organization, it's convincing the masses, if you will, of this change and each iterative change built upon each other in order to make this digital transformation you outlined. In a small organization, you, you have less minds to convince, if you will, and you can see the wins or collectively there might be a handful of people that are making this decision, seeing if it works, tweaking, continuously improving, as we may say, to make this change over in the smaller organization. Mm-hmm. So small businesses don't have the same blocks. They don't have to change as many minds. And if we can, in this case, we're going to talk about how they even change their minds or start there. Yeah. What, what are some early changes you can make with what you, again, this is, and this kind of follows up on a couple of previous podcasts of there are, there is low hanging fruit in front of you that if you pick, it's going to make a massive change for your business. And that's kind of a, continue this is kind of a continuation on this theme but really focused on small businesses small businesses that can take immediate advantage of it right so what's our mayhem story to uh, start off with i think the i think the mayhem is easy i think this is a story <laughs> yeah. that we don't even have to the the stand in for this is everybody <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, but in the context of small business i think it's sometimes even more painful um, when everything and everyone is working, then everything works, right? If everybody's in the office and they're all doing their jobs, you've got no problems. They all know what to do. But somebody goes on vacation, has a baby, got picked for jury duty, needed time to stay home and bond with their new puppy. All puppies. There is a real challenge sometimes in a small business when that integral cog that probably takes on a lot of responsibility is gone and you don't have something there to make sure that their job keeps spinning when they're not there that, well, that can wait till they get back or I'll get that answer later. That integral component of your business that handles customers, works with inventory, runs payroll. They're not there to do it. And you're stuck trying to figure it out or having somebody else try to figure it out. Maybe they wrote notes. Maybe you're trying to get them on the phone. Maybe they've got a, come back to the office sick to do the thing they need to do. It can be a real struggle. If they're not innovative, right? Right. Uh, 
I think you've brought up this one too. Another version of this is it could be even more simple. Were you on the email chain? Did you know about what was happening? That's what I always say. Yeah. Email is not as helpful as these other innovative ideas that we have seen. The reason why this came up is because we've seen these small organizations just gobble up these technical ideas. And that's where this idea came up to, we should definitely show how you can get out of the cog mentality, if you will, yeah. of email, right? Yeah. Email, email is uh, great for CYA, but uh, it's not great for get it done. Right. Or a notification here, or there, something like that. But ideally everything is stemming from a system that's really tracking the history of it. So I may say a lot of times that the difference between email and more innovative approaches would be that if you are not on a particular chain, you're out of the loop or you don't have history. Let's say you started today and you didn't even know what happened three days ago. And in four days from now, someone didn't know you were there yet as a new employee and they didn't even keep you on the chain. So it's a lot of depending on manual processes, understanding, remembering all these blah, blah, blah stuff. Did somebody put it back in the binder? So many of these scenarios that are not automated, not tied to technology, and and are people-dependent. Exactly. So that's our mayhem, and everyone can find examples yeah, of big, this. Yeah, big and small, everyone's, everyone's dealt with this. Exactly. Um, so for the misfit, our first point, team talk. Yeah, we love teams. And we'll open open it up a little bit to say like things like Slack as well. I mean, there are uh, there are more than one tool to, to collaborate to collaborate collaboration tools. But team Microsoft Teams is what we we're going to kind of talk about because that's again, as we've said in other episodes, Office three sixty five is pro- proliferates the entire IT background from big to small. It's a but pretty common one to for see. For most organizations, yeah. right? But we've so, used Slack too and love it. Yeah, Slack has a Slack, lot of power. Slack has always been well-loved. Um, so the point of this is whatever collaboration tool you're using, use it. And the reason we're bringing up in the context of small business, and we'll kind of bring it into the, the Microsoft Teams environment and how it works, Teams lets you create Teams that have their shared communication in your business. We have examples that we work with of companies where it may be five people in the business. And say one's in charge of service, one's in charge of sales, there's a couple of office people. And then it's so often the case in in a lot of family businesses, you know, the family shares kind of a management level of of information with each other. And we have seen some businesses become incredibly adept and organized by using teams to organize what facet of the business they're working on. Right. They'll create a team for the service department. And so anything that has to do with inventory coming in and out, a complaint that came in from a customer, they can put it into that team's channel. And whether it's the person in the shop or someone in the office or one of the uh, team members who are just check the team's list for what's what's coming and going when say uh, the family member who normally runs the service department is out, they can consistently and constantly comment and go back and see history on what's happening with 
this complaint around a repair that's, that's ongoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, invoices can be attached to it. Uh, they can actually create to-do lists, which they've done, for things they need to think about that are outside the scope of their service tool. So a lot of businesses, if, if you have some type of work order-based work, you probably have a tool to manage your work orders. But things always come up that are outside the work order. Uh, maybe you don't have a formal way to uh, order order parts. You don't have a real true PO system. So they'll use features inside of Teams to as a de facto PO system. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff stays self-contained inside of Teams. And that's just one example of, of how far it can go. Uh, the, and this plays out for everything, for the accounting side as well as the management. Uh, this same organization, they'll use their management system as an ongoing conversation between the family members about, hey, what are we going to do? You know, we have a, we need to have another meeting. So let's go back to those notes from last time and so we can talk about it. They may be family. They may be talk all the time. But I'm sure if you're a, a, a person who has a business with your family, there's a lot of conversations that can get muddled. And having some mm-hmm. formal place to go back to and, and kind of review where you're at, see what's sticking out to get done. And then one more aspect of this that we've seen is sometimes family member, family members move on, but they still help you with the business. In this particular scenario, one of the family members left and kind of went on with their family to, to do something else with their life and not necessarily stay in the family business directly, but remotely they were continuing to help the, the business change and grow. Right. And a lot of our customers don't necessarily think that way. So I think in this space, the point of innovation is they're constantly thinking of it. And that's where we we were excited that such a small organization was fiending for, requesting, understanding, wanting more of these technical tools for their small business that was really able to physically talk to each other. But once they really took advantage of these things, it really gave them a lot of flexibility to allow other family members to partially assist, move on with their lives, and yet not necessarily drop anything back at the office. Easily transition tasks or subjects from one party to another. If they added new team members, they were able to hit the ground running a lot faster. The biggest thing in this space would be that your mind is set for it. You're open-minded to these innovative ideas and how it can actually impact your daily function. So instead of only trying to manage the immediate and get it off your desk, if you're thinking about this in a future state, if you will, or history tracking even state, then you know if you put it into this kind of system, then you can build from there. If some you add a new team member or remove a team member, it, you're not really skipping a beat too much. We had something come up just recently uh, with one of our clients that, again, uses these kinds of formats. Uh, they went through an acquisition. So they decided they were kind of done spearheading. There was kind of a, uh, we need to kind of move the business into the next phase. Retirement's not that far out, but I want to keep the rest of the business rest of the people here supported and happy and growing and I don't want to abandon them. So we'll go through an acquisition, having their, their business maintained inside of teams, making that decision to keep their documents and their conversations inside of teams has made this transition so much speedier Mm -hmm. than it would have been if they were trying to exist from servers and files on their desktops and, and what have you, they made decisions early on and we'll kind of talk about it in point two as well of centralizing information. So there was always that history to go back to. Right. 
And this, the point of these kinds of collaboration tools is centralizing that information, like document management will go into, but it is overall tied to a collaboration system. So many times in previous versions of how you would innovate in a company before collaboration systems came on board, you may have a document management area, but the conversation was a separate task or separate piece. Nowadays, you can have the conversation on top of documents in meetings, and it's all in one space today, which allows for all of these awesome changes. From your desk, from your phone, from the web browser at home, from the tablet sitting next to you. In a conversation, you can create a task, you can create a document, you can have conversations about documents, and it's all in this one space so that everything is from one viewpoint. And one of the things, you know, to go back to the point of this episode, why is this why is this something so attainable for small business and not for large business? Because large business always has a lot of extra and accoutrement they have to get around to get things like this implemented. Where a small business can just make the decision one day to say, hey, from now on, this is how we're doing this. Right. A lot of training initiatives. You have to know where everyone is and their technical acumen, right. if you will. Do they have a one-off program that they're backing up some data somewhere right. that would have to be thought up, you know, thought through before we make a transition. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So the next piece we were going to go into is document management, which we've already kind of taught. Yeah, a little on. bit of a segue. Right. Uh, this one, this one has been a lightning rod, third rail, painful topic for every large business I've been in document management, the idea mm-hmm. of how do we take all this paper that comes in and manage it? What, what kind of system do we need to have to manage it? Do we need to go spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to, to make this to work? Uh, what's the kind of check-in features we're going to net? It could be very complicated for a, a large business to figure out how to handle document management. What do we do with all the paper that we have stored for 30 something years and all these filing cabinets and well, you put it in a barn. <laughs> right. Yes, of course. <laughs> it goes in a barn and a filing cabinet. That's right. where it goes. And uh, you know, how do you transition so that you stop the paper in the first place? But a lot of small businesses can make this transition fairly quickly. Yeah. I mean, it, you can literally walk into the office and go, you know what? Today's the day we're going to start scanning everything. And, mm-hmm. and make that transition to, you know, there's just lots. Now that we have these teams and we have these SharePoint sites that are associated with it where we have document folders, we can actually start to organize where these documents go mm-hmm. and like track them and maybe associate them with customers or... Work towards paperless. So we've had the same customer who was really jumping on the bandwagon of this team's innovation for this small family business really jumped into this document management too, right? So they were they were on a mission to, you know, save the trees and no more paper, if you yeah, will. <laughs> really, they just, they just wanted real estate on their desk back more than anything else. That's true. So you also have that in the misfit portion. It is easily accessible. It's in Teams. It's in a document share. It's all in the same space. Anyone can go view those documents that should have access to them. You can control the access to them too. Perhaps in a small business, much easier than you can if it was a paper that you accidentally left out on your desk or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. You also have that advantage. But on the mayhem side of things, yeah, you don't necessarily have that same control around those paper documents or 
if you need to print something and you all share a printer and you have to run over there and grab it real quick. I mean, these are the silliest, simplest little things that you would eliminate in your day-to-day function. Now, again, we're talking about Microsoft products, but whether you're using Drive or Box or Drop, I mean, there there are so many document management tools out there. Now, what's beautiful about that are most modern printers that you have, whether you're leasing something from your local print shop or, uh, or your print provider, or you're going to Staples or Office Depot and, or Best Buy and just picking up a $300 multifunction printer that's got a scanner on top and a printer on bottom. Most of these devices are smart mm-hmm. and they will integrate directly with OneDrive or Box or G Drive, Google Drive. And you can s- drop your papers that you have come in right on top, hit a button, and then tell it exactly where to send it. Exactly. These aren't new things you have to invent. They're already invented. All you have to do is take advantage of them. Just log in, as we say. (laughs) So a lot of the businesses we've worked with that are smaller, that have adopted this process, that's what they do. They have their, whether they have a a fax machine that automatically converts a PDF, uh, a file to a PDF, uh, whether receiving PDFs through through email, um, whether they're using a a fax service, uh, whether they're just getting letters in the mail, they're using their printer, either directly or indirectly, to convert that document to a PDF and then sort it to where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. And then the next phase, a lot of them are taking advantage of just free software that comes with the package. So you can do um, optical character recognition, which just means I take the paper and turn it into something that's searchable. Right. Yep. And it, it just makes the whole process easier. You can share the documents as you need to and control it, like we said, for security. You don't have to also waste the money on all the paper so you can cut costs there and no more running for toner. That reduces. It's just a bunch of other ancillary supportive activities that go along with paper, let alone storing it and right. adding more filing cabinets. The, the big thing being it becomes something that instead of you having to go back and hope that you filed it correctly, if you just use the tools that, come, that you have, you have something that you can just search for from your desktop. Right. That's the idea. So our next point is whatever makes you money, have a system for it. Yeah. This is going to be a theme. I think we talk, we kind of build on, uh, we have some episodes coming up talking about, you really need a system for your business. Mm-hmm. And I think most, most people have a thing that helps them with their business. Uh, like we were kind of talking about this company, they do a lot of service. So they make, they have a work order system. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other business that we know that, uh, produce, do a lot of, um, agri- agricultural production where they have a system to track their inventory, but they don't necessarily have a system for the other thing. Like sales is a, is a big one. It's, it's amazing how few systems there are being, in, being used in small business to actually handle some sales aspects of their business outside of email. Right. The sales life cycle, if you will. Yeah. They may, as soon as the sale is confirmed, landed, yeah, that kind of thing, they're using they QuickBooks can go into to their make, system. Yeah, they go to mm-hmm. QuickBooks to make an invoice, right? Right. But having a system that actually helps them with that process may be a gap. Right. So back to innovation, uh, and this is a little play on last week's episode, is taking advantage of, of SharePoint lists, but we want to put it in context of how it could be innovative. So mm-hmm. back to our, our customer, we've been kind of saying kind of drink the Kool-Aid 
in the Office 365 world, uh, one space they were in was a, a consignment space. And they did all their consignments through a binder. So piece of equipment comes in, they make some evaluations about it, agree to a, uh, a price with, uh, with the client, and then go about trying to broker out this equipment and get it sold. But the entire process was reliant on someone filling out a piece of paper and that paper being in a binder and whoever was handling sales being aware of all the consignments they had. <laughs> and if they right. wanted to, if they wanted to work with it, they had to have the binder in front of them. Or yeah, come to the office, check the binder, remember the binder was oh, there. Uh, go go out <laughs> notice the, the new one. Go out in the field, call the office, ask the office to go. I think there was a thing in the binder of something we have. Can you flip through and see if you can find it and send me a snapshot so I can talk to this customer about it? Exactly. Dear Lord. So one of the innovations we look for was how can we take this process and we've we've themed on this before um we you know we kind of referenced a, a winery where they made some massive changes using mm -hmm. sharepoint lists to, to change how they handled their harvest um, we've talked about how lists can help uh, track with a wash rack and change how that work is done this is just a continuation of that theme of this small business can now take the sales process and go okay so we can use sharepoint lists to enter our different consignments that we have coming in. Yes, you could do that. But now you can also take that one line item and there's another feature that allows you to just email different line data about different line items straight from your Outlook off to the customer. So instead of having to prepare a form, SharePoint can prepare the form for you and send it and help mm -hmm. you slim, uh, streamline the process. SharePoint can help you streamline the process in Outlook of these different consignments that you might want to send off. Exactly. Um, Share information, if you will. Not only can the office intake the request or even the salesperson can initiate the idea, the office can capture all the required information. They can share it with other people. So maybe the person who needs to advertise for this item gets an alert oh, I've just put this new item in. Yes, it's already been QC'd by us. We've agreed to a price. We've confirmed it with the customer because they got an email confirmation. Mm -hmm. Then it goes to the office and alerts them. And they can all do this very smartly. And they have. You can create any kind of alert you want, an immediate, a daily, a weekly, what have you, to get promotions out there, help the sales process. Notify accounting when it does sell. These All these things can trigger through this simple list system. And these are all the kinds of things they've taken care of. If there's one theme time and time again we're going to come back to, that is if you have a, a work process that's completely outside of technology, bring it in to SharePoint. Bring that whole process into Teams. Bring it into tasks or make your custom list. But... Make it something that you can model and build off of and not have to, to rely on people mm -hmm. um, putting paper in a binder. Right. Or even now, even if they converted, in this case, they you know got rid of the binder and went to a SharePoint list or some sort of list management and alerting system, any of them that are out there, then I'm sure they probably could take a picture with their phone of the item and attach it as they went along which could automatically go to, I don't know, 
the advertisement department, if you will, sure. or person. In this case, person. There was one person, many hats kind of a one scenario. One person, many hats, yeah. Yes. So, and I would say that as we've mentioned in other areas, this is a space where they can innovate, experiment, adjust, turn on, turn off different feature sets they find helpful to really get their feet under them in does this really work? How can we mature this process? So that if they scale to this point of growth beyond the list that they've started with, they have a really solid footing to fit into this next product line or a commercial product that yeah. they would need to take on. And that, and, you know, picking on scale a little bit, one of the, one of the outcomes for this customer was they increased the number of salespeople they had from one to two. Mm-hmm. And How easy was that? A single binder wasn't going to get it done, but because exactly. they'd made that transition, uh, being able to work from the same book became very, very simple. Now it's just a virtual book. Yeah, just a virtual book. Then, you know, if they're really bored, you just slap some AI on there, do some Google Lens. <laughs> just, and just throw some AI at that's it. That's right. Yeah. It's just all kinds of fun. All, all easily fixed. Right. And they can really scale and continue to grow from there. And they will know what works for them, what they require, what their needs are from a system if they do outgrow it and they need to move on from there. You're already speaking language. You yeah. always think this way. You know what innovation you're looking for in the next tool set. You know where your limitations are with the tool set that you've built or have today. Yep. It's just, it just starts to create real momentum. Yeah, that, that systematizing, the process of adopting a system is so valuable in ways that are more than just what you're getting from the system. That mentality that you're building about thinking how you work and creating a system that makes that work more innovative, more useful is just as valuable. And back to Nicole's point, when you're ready for that next change, that's that mindset that if you forgive us, the, that information solutions mind, mindset, that's what you're building in yourself when you do these things. Exactly. There is so many no code, low code solutions out there that they sell and access to these tools and the cloud. It's so easy these days. You just got to get your mind wrapped around it and don't be afraid. So if we even go back to right when you and I got into why technology was so cool back in the dark ages, <laughs> then <laughs> where did we start? We started dun, with dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we started with just curiosity and playing, right? right? Any child has curiosity and plays with these tool sets, finds it interesting. When you're small and innovative in this space and you have this open mind to it, just start playing because you're really only going to break five records maybe in maybe. this space. Maybe. Or you can easily create a copy of something you've already created and try something new and see if it works. And there's another space where small business gets to beat big business. If you make a mistake in a small business, it's pretty quick to correct it. Right. When you make one in a big business... It can be an ordeal undoing the damage. Right, based off that scale of yeah. impact, if you will. So from here, I think we have some pretty clear actions we could even suggest that everyone takes advantage of. First and foremost would be get started with a team collaboration tool of some sort. Yeah, and and put a team structure in mind. 
You mm -hmm. may be a small business. There may be five or six of you, but there is the team that's working on product and there's the team that's working on accounting and there's the team that's working on sales. Do yourself the favor of blocking that. Even if you exist in all teams, create the teams. Right. And, and don't be afraid to just play. Don't expect yourself to know everything and know every nook and cranny and exactly how it should mm -hmm. work. Everyone's going to absorb these technologies differently. Every organization has their own technical acumen. As I say, on the scale of genius to just starting, you're going to find where you should land and where you should start. Give yourself grace, as we say a lot. Yeah, give yourself a lot of grace. And just play. Just be curious. Get started with this team structure. Give a couple people this same team structure and see if anyone in particular gives you ideas or, or really starts coming up with new things. And then every day, just make it a goal to try something new with it or get used to using this new thing in a more efficient manner. And, and to that, trying a new thing, the one that I would suggest for our step two is scan to folder. Go ahead and adopt document management inside this process. Start to file your documents in the same way you're, you should be filing in your file drawer. Put your sales documents with your sales team. Put your accounting document, your finance and accounting documents with your accounting team. Put your sales documents with your sales team. And take advantage of the tools you already have mm -hmm. to start organizing this data. Right. Of course, this is only for documents that someone else handed you. If they're right. on the computer to begin with, then just Copy print right PDF yeah. and write these kinds of things. <laughs> don't, don't, don't print the paper and then scan it. That, that's an unnecessary step. Just right. make it a PDF and, or, or whatever format file you want. We've all been guilty of it yeah. where we accidentally find ourselves, wait a second, what did I just do? Right. <laughs> right? So, so yeah, if you got yeah. a PDF, I mean, I've, I've seen uh, there's one client uh, that's a little larger uh, and the, they had not figured out yet how to dra drag a PDF into their save folder. So staff were literally printing a PDF mm -hmm. file to scan it back to a PDF file so it could be brought into their, to their core system because right. no one took the time to go, whoa. Oh, let alone the customers that we've seen that thousands, print the document. Thousands of pages a month. Mm -hmm. And the customers we've seen that have printed the document and then somebody makes a note and then they scan it in. Mm -hmm. but we won't get so many of those pulled into these yeah. ideas. The next thing would be to talk, delegate and work in teams. And I think we kind of number one was tied to number three, but the idea here is start using it, get your feet wet, get comfortable. Yeah. Default to it. Try, try to mm -hmm. make it your primary communication tool and not your last tool. That would probably be where the number three really gets in there is make a declaration, yeah. if you will, that Teams is our new space to communicate internally. Yeah, it, it is make it a little bit sketchy if you want to try to communicate with external. But if you make this declaration that if we need to include outside resources, communicate with external resources, we'll stay in email. But if it is supposed to have a conversation among team members in the accounting team, for example, yeah. it should be in accounting and it is a safe place for us to call each other on this declaration right. violation, if you will. Don't, don't, your, your post note should go back in the drawer. Right. Because your, your post note now is Teams. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
And a lot of our customers, they get intimidated by teams or collaboration tools and other people will see it. And all that stuff is part of this journey into getting used to it. Well, I, I would say though, back to our point of this, of this particular episode, the difference being that happens a lot in bigger organizations where you have to take, a, take into consideration you know, how is someone going to react to this. There's a lot of you know, dynamic in that small organization. You're already on each other's nerves. Uh, right. <laughs> you see, you're already next to when if, you said something goes desk, wrong. They heard you. It, it's already happened, right? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so for you, this innovation should come faster because you're not going to be hung up with all that that extra transformation work that you have to do of changing people's psyche. You just say, "This is how we're doing it now." Right, and look for those wins as to how this all makes your life easier. Really highlight that if you can, and just to reinforce. This episode is coming from a place of we've seen it work and we see it working. It's not that it should it shouldn't be past tense. It is working in small organizations that we work with of mm-hmm. groups less than 10. A huge impacts on them. Huge. Well, I think that wraps us up for today. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you found some value in this conversation. And please join us next time for more mayhem and misfits.